welcome to episode 165 of Sack Kings Therapy. This is Owen, just Owen, coming to you after the Nets uh, beat the Kings in Brooklyn, 109 to 85. The Nets were without Kyrie Irving, they were without Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons, and I don't think they had Nick Claxton. Like that it was weird. He was he didn't play, but anyways. Let's get let's get into the game. So the Kings kind of finally fall back down to earth, if you will. I mean, I guess. I mean, the last two wins have been great. But any, anyways, they fall back down to earth. They lose their first game since uh, getting Sabonis. And let's start with uh, the offense. And that's pretty much where I'm going to focus on for most of the game. Just because... Uh, that I, I that I thought was kind of the root of all the issues of the Kings this game. So, the the thing that stuck out this game, there just wasn't a lot of ball movement. You know, the last two games we've seen how when you put the ball in Sabonis' hands, he generates movement, and then he and then guys will start cutting, guys will start getting open layups, guys will just you know get open shots. That didn't happen this game. And part of it was kind of the Nets taking it away. They, I mean, they packed the paint quite a bit, and yeah, like they just the the back cuts just weren't there. But even when they were there, like the communication and like the the rhythm and the timing was just a little off. Like, you know, I think there were a few moments where like you know, uh, Sabonis found like Barnes or Mo or even uh, there was one with uh, Dante DiVincenzo. And like it just it just didn't work. Like specifically the one I remember was when Don like Donnie DiVincenzo, you know, passes, gets into a give and go, and Sabonis passes right back to him, and he's just not ready for it. And yeah, the rhythm just wasn't there this game. And then, you know, part and then the other side of it was, you know, because the the rhythm just wasn't there, there was a lot of you know one pass possessions like it's one pass and then a shot most likely and then them driving headlong into the rim like you know that kind of offense was kind of the you know the bad what i call the the worst version of the king's offense just ugly no movement no joy it's just not a pretty uh kind of basketball to look at and uh yeah it, it just it was just kind of a bizarre game um they just it, it was just out of sync like, this is also just kind of a thing that I've been noticing. Like, on all three Sabonis games so far, they start out really slow. But, you know, you start to see kind of the movement start to work together um, or t- start to come together. Everyone starts getting in sync. Everyone gets organized. And they start back cutting like crazy. And they start generating easy shots. It, it kind of happened for a little bit. But it was never, like, consistent, like, possessions. It was just, again, just one shot, w- one pass, and then a shot. Like, guys like Dante DiVincenzo, guys like Davion, and, like, uh, like Mets would have one possession where he jacked it up, where I really didn't like it. Like, these guys were just launching kind of at the first shot that was available, and tonight, the shot just did not fall down. They shoot thir- 34% from the field and 25% from three. Just not a good shooting, uh, not a good shooting night at all. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I was looking at the Nets' three-point percentage. Like they actually hit the same amount of threes, but they took nine less attempts. Like that's how bad the Kings were shooting and how well the Nets were shooting. Now, like the offense just did just didn't click this game. And you know, on the other end, like you know, 
the, the Kings defense is always going to be a bit shoddy, but like the Kings actually, for the most part, play pretty good defense for stretches. Like the second quarter, like they were at one point, they were trailing almost by 19 in the first quarter and they fought all the way back to it to be a three point game um, at one point, just, just before the half before like, you know, letting them go on a four run. But the Kings play really good defense, but they also got snake bitten by some really, really tough shots, like by the Nets, who just, you know, it, it was just kind of their game. Like Matt, Patty Mills had had a shot in the in the third in the second quarter, where like you know Davion plays great defense, smothers him, and he throws it up and it just goes in. It's, it's it was just one of those nights, and like there, and then on in the fourth quarter specifically, Cam Thomas, I don't believe missed a shot in the fourth. Let's see. He ended up shooting four for eight, and I think most of those were in the were in the fourth quarter. Where, like, the, you know, they he takes some pretty bad ones, like, and they just happen to go in. Like, there was not much that the Kings could do. Like, they were snaking by some, you know, really tough shots, but you know, they did play good defense for a lot of the game. There were, of course, you know, the usual suspects, unfortunately. Like. I don't want to, like, harp on De'Aaron's defense too much, but, like, De'Aaron's defense was not great this game. Like, just didn't have it. Like, he tried to go for, like, he tried to gamble a little too much, uh, and, like, it just never, he just never, like, it never connected. And, you know, like, in the third quarter, like, they were starting to put together a run, and then the, the possession that sticks out in my mind is when he gambles and leaves Seth Curry, of all people, open for a three, and that was kind of when the floodgates started to open and the Kings never really got back into it after that so yeah like overall I thought like had the Kings just been a little better on offense which is usually the case just a little a little better on offense they they would have just been a lot better like the defense ends up being better and yeah it just wasn't this game like they end up sh- again shooting 35 you know, like under 35 percent this game and just barely over 25 percent like it just wasn't their game on offense um so like my main takeaway is that this king just needs to find a way to learn to play together and just build more chemistry like as i mentioned like you know build a little bit more give and go chemistry like there again there was a dante divincenzo one where he back cut perfectly but it just wasn't there and then like mo harkless and harrison barnes zero points in the first half or was it in the first half i think barnes got his uh got his first point like midway through the midway or like in the beginning of the third i don't remember but like barnes was a bit of a non-factor again because of the like it's just the movement wasn't there and a guy like him surprisingly just didn't just kind of suffered because of that because like you know he didn't really he didn't really attack the, the way you know he normally does like normally i think it's just guy he doesn't do well against like bigs who don't move out of the paint and like Andre Drummond was pretty good this game at protecting the paint, and then even when Lamarcus Aldridge was in there, he couldn't he couldn't really get anything going. So weird game. Mo Harkless um, did like only score one point on a free throw, and yeah, just did, didn't have it this game. Um, yeah, overall, uh, I think just building a little bit more chemistry, like you know, again, like installing a new offense through Sabonis, like it worked the first few games. You know, we were hoping, like, we were hot, euphoric. It was, those two first games were euphoric. They really were. And, you know, like, that's what we th- thought like, kind of the floor of the team was when that's probably, I don't want to say the ceiling, but it's definitely on the higher end of what's possible for Kings basketball. And this is kind of like the ugly version of it, where, you know, there just isn't any ball movement. There's no connection on offense. There's no connection on defense. 
and it just doesn't work. And unfortunately, yeah, just a you know a winnable game where you go up against a very depleted uh, Nets team again without basically all their stars. And unfortunately, you kind of I guess they blew this game. Like, can you say they blew this game? I don't know. But uh, yeah, so. Ultimately, they, they need to they need to kind of get their get their shit back together and just find a way to play smart and consistent and beautiful basketball. And unfortunately, this game just wasn't it. And you know, uh, I will say, like it, the Kings were gonna hit a kind of wall, it, you know, sooner or later. You know, maybe this is the end of the honeymoon period, and they're gonna start, you know, going into kind of de- kind of coming back to earth in terms of who they are now. Who the, who, what this team is like we still don't know yet like with Sabonis he's really been able to you know juice up the offense it didn't happen this game but you hopefully like this is the absolute worst version of it and you know hopefully it doesn't get any worse than this but you know Kings play two really tough actually three really tough teams well two because uh, it's a uh, Denver on a back-to-back I believe so but like they play, play the Bulls next, and they play the uh, Nuggets, and they're gonna face a little bit of adversity, and that is what this is. These two games are really gonna intrigue me in terms of what they're gonna be. Are they still the mentally fragile team that they've all often shown to be? Where, like in this game, shots don't fall, so they stop playing defense. They still fought hard in this game, which is kind of a change, but it just again, it just didn't work. But like, I want to see what how they react once they face adversity. And like, how's it gonna? Like, are they gonna respond by playing better next game? Like, you know, I imagine, I hope Alvin Gentry is talking to the guys and saying, "Yeah, you can't have those. You can't, you can't have these kinds of games where you guys just don't move and you guys only make one pass and then you just, you know, go and attack and you know, force up a force up a very force up a long shot, a, a tough shot, and you know that that's not sustainable offense for 48 minutes. You have to get some easy ones and. They didn't really get any easy ones this game. So, um, yeah, so they're going to run into some adversity. And let's see how they respond against the Chicago Bulls. Okay, well, um, let's quickly just go over some of the some of the players. No, the most pretty much everyone played pretty bad. There's two guys that stick out to me. Uh, There's De'Aaron Fox. He actually had 26 points. Granted, they don't they didn't feel as impactful just because the Kings were just all out of sorts. But like he did play well, and he you know he was pretty good. You know nine for eighteen, uh, two for five from three, six for seven from the free throw line, like twenty six points. Pretty good game. It just no one else really played well, unfortunately. And it can be a thing with De'Aaron sometimes. Like you know he can be, I, well like it's not like he halts. The, he's it's not like he's a ball stopper or anything. But like even when he scores sometimes, it's it feels like you know he's not. It, it's well it's not at the expense of his teammates, but like. You know, he can get going, but the team doesn't really follow him. And maybe he needs to find a balance between that and finding a way to, you know, set up guys like Sabonis, set up guys like Barnes. I don't know why Barnes just didn't get going this game. It was, it was so weird. Um, the other guy I want to shout out, Dante DiVincenzo. Like, he didn't shoot well. And honestly, some of the shots he took, like, I wish he would just, like, attack the basket a little bit more. I, He's got a he's a bit like Terrence Davis in terms of like shot selection. Not as like not as like that like crazy, but like man, he was jacking threes. And I wanted him to attack the rim a little bit more. He seems to be pretty decent at attacking the rim. And you know, even though he wasn't like great on offense, he's an absolute adventure on that end. 
on defense, he was he was great. Like, you know, he's out there. He got a bunch. He got two pick six layups. And then he also, like, just constantly disrupted the ball. There were just moments where, like, the ball would just fall loose from the from a Nets player's hands. And he had something to do with it. Just swiping at the ball, being aggressive. And just... And he also had eight rebounds. Like, we've been kind of begging for, like, for, like, somebody... Like, you know, some guards especially to, you know, start rebounding that ball better than they have. And in this game, he tried he tried his best. And unfortunately, the team just didn't overall just did not play well enough to kind of like, you know, make it matter. If you I guess um, other than that, um, just one thing about Rashawn Holmes, it, it just came out. Well, his, his mom just said uh, revealed recently that uh, Rashawn has has had a cousin, I believe, that died recently and it really affected him and so and so lately he's his body language doesn't look great and you know he seems a little off like this game he was not very good he missed like a dunk he missed a dunk um on drummond with the left hand okay i guess he just kind of forced a little too hard and then like got re got brutally packed by drummond on on one possession as well but like he, he's a little off and you know it i i get it, it it's tough and it's going to take some time for him to kind of recover from, you know, a death in the family like that. So, you know, I've seen some, I've seen some things on social media. Like there were some people tweeting at Rashawn's mom. First of all, if you, if you're harassing Rashawn's mom, go fuck yourself. Like seriously, I don't know why Kings fan, some, not, not Kings fans, but like some people like on Kings Twitter like to go, go and harass Rashawn's mom for, for that. Why? It's basketball. Ultimately it's basketball. It's, it's not something that's, you know, like life or death per, per se. I know the meme about like ball is life, but ultimately it is just a game and you don't need to go harass people about like, you know, about their son not playing well. Like just move on, go, go find something else to do. Like fuck, fuck the people who tweet at Rashawn's mom and harass, and harass her about how Rashawn's playing. First of all, she's already talked about it and this is not really not the time to do it. Maybe, maybe the guy I saw, like he didn't know. But like at the same time, why are you harassing her? Go go find something else to do. Anyways, yeah, he was he just looked a little off, and, and you know, let's let's see how he kind of like re, like responds next game. Like he still did good things. It's just it's definitely a noticeable change in his body language, and yeah, hopefully you know he you know pr- prayers up prayers up to the, the Holmes family and like the, and you know everything else, but. Yeah, he's he's not looking great right now, but I hope he does like you know he does hope does hope the best for you know Rashawn and his family. Um, other than that, let's so the of course the uh, Kings player Kings player it's got to be De'Aaron Fox. He's really the only one like that had any notable like notable success on the court. Um, he, he you know twenty he scored twenty six points. The next highest guy was Davion Mitchell at thirteen, and everyone else and except for Dante. Him and Dante DiVincenzo, 13 and 12, respectively. And the rest of the team just scored in single digits. There just wasn't a lot of success. Again, 34% from the field. Just not a great night on offense. Um, I'm going to take a look at the Nets. and gotta, I actually haven't picked out my Kings killer yet. There's actually quite a few candidates. So Seth Curry, 23 points, 5 assists, and 7 rebounds. Really good. Uh, Andre Drummond, oh, I thought he played a lot better. 11 points, only 9 rebounds. I'm surprised. Probably he had way more. Um, Bruce Brown, just usually a guy that just plays well against the Kings. That's just how it is. 19.6 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals, and 3 blocks. 
Man, that's actually kind of tough to... That's, that's, that's nice. Yeah, he was really good this game. Just like, you know, playing, playing his role, not trying to do too much, and just, you know, being that perfect role player. Just, you know, unfortunately, the Kings struggle with guys that just play hard sometimes. That's just the reality of things. Uh, another guy, I guess, uh, Cam Thomas would, would be a good one. Um, he, he had some tough ones. He's not... I don't love his game. Like, he's a guy that, like, takes a lot of those tough shots that he really shouldn't be taking. And, you know, other than that, he doesn't really do much else for you. Um, but, yeah, he has some tough ones that kind of, like, kind of really... Like, each each shot, like, hurt more and more. And kind of just put the nail in the coffin for, in the Kings for the fourth for them to come back... For them to come back in this game. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, like, he was absolute money for mid-range. Just kind of got to his spots and... You know, they, they kind of picked and popped uh, to Sabonis to death in this game. And, you know, a lot of it was just LaMarcus Aldridge. I've, I've never liked his game. Uh, even, like, back when he was in Portland, when he was, like, absolutely lighting up the Rockets in that one series. I think it was 2013 or 2014. I don't remember. But, like, he absolutely destroyed the uh, destroyed the Rockets that series. And I, st- I for some reason, I always hated him. Like, like he, scored, uh, he scored 40 and 20. I'm like, he's not good. Like, well, like that that ain't shit yeah young me was a bit wild but um so like ultimately i gotta give it to bruce brown like 19666 and five and three like that's crazy and a game high plus 28 like he was he was huge this game and a, a close second would be uh seth curry like he had some like really dagger threes that just absolutely put only shot three for eight from three but like it felt like he was like you know seven for eight or something like that so yeah shout out to bruce brown shout out to seth curry they played well against us um yeah okay um before we before i end this episode um just want to quickly talk about some extra news so tyreek evans has been reinstated by the nba he is re-eligible to play but uh I, i don't know when he'll be able to play and you know there's been talk about like you know possibly the kings bring them back i don't know I don't, I don't see really where. I mean, the Kings could definitely use them, but like, I don't know who you're gonna cut to get them, and I don't know if it really makes sense. Um, although it wouldn't hurt, I wouldn't mind it. Like, but I, he, I guess like, well, like you know, if if, they, if the Kings assign him, I would, and maybe cut one of like you know, uh, well, they can't cut Louis the King. They would have to cut like probably like Trey Lyles or maybe maybe even Josh Jackson. I don't know, but like. Uh, I wouldn't hate it. I'll just say that. Um, okay. So, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, um, I will probably, I'll probably talk about this more with, when Fong's on. Um, he, he ended up missing this game because he, he's working a little bit late tonight. So, hopefully he'll be able to watch the Bulls game, but um, I won't talk about this too much right now. I do want to discuss this with him, but Halliburton uh, had an article in the Players' Tribune where he basically talked about getting traded um, from the Kings. And the two things that really kind of stood out to me, just, you know, like, he, he basically was not expected to get traded at all. Like, he woke up, like, basically, he went to sleep the day before, basically thinking he was never going to be on the table. And then all of a sudden, that he wakes up and just starts getting ready for his day and then is notified that he's traded and he was in complete shock. And, you know, hearing him talk about, like, how much he loves Sack, how much, like, you know, he want like he wanted to be like Chris Webber was to this team, and like kind of turn the team around, and you know, be you know, be that guy. And 
it, it's, it is heartbreaking to read like just how much sack meant to him and you know like you know we love we'll always love him here like he'll definitely get a standing ovation when he comes back but yeah like unfortunately it's just business sometimes and you know unfortunately you know when you want to get something good you got to give up something good and he was some and you know get, getting Sabonis who was really good and unfortunately we just had to sacrifice you know Halliburton to get Sabonis and you know take it as a compliment like you were good enough ever a lot of people thought you were good enough to be trading for Sabonis or to be a piece to be traded for Sabonis who you know like take that as a compliment it's not that like the Sacramento didn't like the Kings organization didn't didn't want you. It's just that it, it's just the it's just the price of business sometimes. Then you know you have to give up something good to get to get something else good. And unfortunately, that's just how it worked out. You know, all the best wishes to him in Indiana, and he is he's gonna get ingrained into that community as well. Like he is a great kid, you know, really outgoing, like you know, great personality, like James Ham said, like, just one of the most wonderful kids, he, like, young men, young men he's ever, like, uh, reported on, and, yeah, uh, the, the, we'll be really sad, and, you know, like, um, pretty much a lot of people that same day felt the same way when they saw your name in that trade, and same here, I was shocked, I did not like the trade to start, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's just the price of business sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, I'll talk about this a little bit more when Fong's on, just get his thoughts on it, and, uh, yeah, as, as far as as far as that situation is, that's all I have for you guys right now. Um, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, I'll I'll be coming back definitely on probably Wednesday night, or yeah, Wednesday night after. The, <clears throat> geez, can't just starting to run out of breath. But after the Chicago Bulls game, hopefully the Kings, you know, the Kings come out strong in that one, and you know, kind of get back on the winning, get back in their winning ways because. That the West standings, um, like there's still a chance, but now the Kings are two and a half games behind Portland, and you know it, it's gonna get late early, um, and you know they're gonna have to start making a run or like the you know making the play in is gonna be a long shot, and you know you might end up having to you know have to we'll, we'll get to it during the off season, but they do have the pieces to make another move, so. You might you might have to do that if you do miss the play-in. So we'll see. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'll catch you guys back hopefully with Fong on Wednesday night.